Welcome, welcome to the Social Living Podcast. Yeah, we look different, don't we, man? We're in yeah, HD we're now. Up. Leveling up. It's a new year. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not just. Um, we're not just audio. We're not just voices anymore. You can see us live in the flesh. I like mm, it. Right a, a voice. A voice to the face now. Yeah, trust me. Trust me. To be fair, we don't look that different to our icons, but it is what it is, man. But yeah, yeah man. Welcome, play, welcome. Man. Welcome, welcome. I'm Julian Green, my host, Jam, man. You can take the show, man. You can you can take over. Yeah, we're back, man. Back for another episode. New new situation, new new landscape for us. We're we're testing out something new, we're leveling up. So yeah, you definitely let us know what you think. And yeah, we've yeah. got we've got a nice, a nice potty body for you today yeah man big one big one big one but first let's let's kick it off with our weeks man how's your how's your week been how's life been treating you dad life yeah dad life is yes it's good no it's good i can't lie life is developing he's speaking more he's went back to childminders for the first time in a month so that's nice to kind of getting back into that routine but yeah work again a busy week i feel like work is just non-stop I feel like every every week we come back and we say the same thing, but yeah, another busy week, but enjoying it, enjoying it. Oh, that's good, man. That is really, really good. Yeah, man, I think on, on my side, same with work, busy, busy, busy. I'm doing so much demand outreach at the moment, just trying to get some new clients in there. Um, I'm trying to niche it out as well, so I'm trying to focus on a specific industry. Um, that's been good. Uh, getting paid from TikTok now. I'm loving that. Um, so yeah, man, possibilities are endless, man. I just love the fact, you know, like last week we spoke about it, how, you know, more and more people quitting their jobs, focusing on different things, giving you different avenues. And like for the longest time I've been growing accounts, uh, on, on social media and, you know, getting paid by, you know, as a content creator or digital creator, I just love it. Like, so it's good. So I'm just I'm trying to focus more on that at the same time, and just grow that side of things and see where it goes. So yeah, mm. man. Yeah, opportunities are out there, man. Yeah, it's trust me. Trust me, trust me. And today's today's episode, episode twenty three. Um, I'm sure you'll see it pop up on the screen. Uh, episode twenty three, life as a social media manager. You know what? I know, like technically, our titles don't say social media manager. But essentially, that's what it is that we do, isn't it? Like, from the outside world, we're basically, like, social media managers. Regardless of whether we're executive or what level we are, we um, we are involved in the management of social media in, in, in various different forms. And um, I just thought it'd be good to just kind of tell the truths about being a social media manager, um, the pros, the cons uh what you like about the job what you don't like about the job uh yeah man all that stuff and and the misconceptions as well um i know i messaged you earlier in the week and i said oh have you seen emily in paris and i caught my missus watching it the other day and i just thought mm. you know what like this is wrong like and the worst, you know what it is as well yeah my clients would watch something like emily in, in emily in paris and think Oh yeah, social media is easy. You know, all you have to do is snap a picture, post it up, put a couple hashtags, whatever hashtags you want to put, and it will just go viral. 
Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's 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 it. You know, client owners see these this stuff and expect that instant instant results, and it's yeah, it's far from the truth. It's far, far from the truth. <laughs> far from the truth. I think what should we just like uncover basically like what what a social media manager is? So like. Uh, what the role kind of entails, what it basically means. Um, Because it can mean like multiple different things. Like, because a social media manager might not do everything in, in, for example, scheduling posts. They might not themselves schedule a post, but they might have a team that schedules the post, for example. So scheduling posts is definitely part of the responsibility of, um, a social media manager they also oversee basically like the social media community so it's understanding their audience as the kind of like one part of being a social media manager um and these are not things that you just like you don't just have a knack for these things there's like analytics and reports that show you who your audience is i think then, yeah i think that's the thing like on paper these these responsibilities sound pretty simple and pretty straightforward, but in reality, it, it, it can be like as, as a task like scheduling posts for the right time and getting making sure your audience is live at that time. You're you're getting your post live is there's a knack to it. It's not it's not a simple task. And then if you're agency side and you've got five different clients that you're you're in control of and they all have different posting times or they might post on different channels at different times and get making sure you've got that right and your organization's on point like it's not it's not an easy task and that's just only one part of the job yeah it's yeah you're right you're so right and you know for me like i've been working in social media for the last two years and prior to that it was more so advertising and mobile advertising but me kind of running my own business i already understand the hierarchies you know i have um different interns that kind of intern at the agency and there is no way in hell that they could uh, put forward a post without someone like myself checking over to ensure that there's no spelling mistakes. There's no, um, you know, like get understanding the, the bigger picture of, you know, is this on, um, what's the word? Like on brand. Yeah. Is it on brand? Is it on brand? That's the right word. There's another word I'm thinking of, but I can't quite think of it, but yeah, is the, is, is this on brand? Do you know what I mean? Does this make sense? Does this coincide with what the brand represents? Again, um, yeah. I think, yeah, just that, I think that's another, like, obviously another important part of the of the role, okay. making sure your, your copywriting skills are on point and your tone of voice is right for the, the company you work for or if you're at agency side, the clients you're, you're working for. Again, that's not, it's not an easy task, especially if you're agency side and you'll have, you'll have clients that vary from, all, all types of sectors and to be able to get your tone of voice right for each sector is not it's not easy it takes research it takes good diving into communities diving into facebook groups understanding how they speak analyzing their what each website to understand what what are their key terms key phrases they want to include in their social copies so again it's all part of the job and it's again it sounds such a simple thing oh yeah just write captions just just captions and then you'll do you'll yeah. do a month you'll do a, a a content plan for a month, and then you realize you've got another month coming, and you got to think of new content and new captions. And yeah, that's when you start testing your vocabulary because <laughs> run out of words quick. Yeah, trust me, you do, man. It's not easy, and like I always say this, especially to every intern, like 
don't come here thinking like this is just a you're just managing some little coffee shop um like social media posts it's not it's not like that especially when you get into the big world or the real world should i say it is not like that at all do you know what i mean like you're working part of a a team who collectively need to understand and all be on the same page when it comes to brand and there's also a level of understanding of your industry as well because some people like might look at asos and be like look their posts might get tons of likes and then another company from a different industry like it could be like automotive like secondhand cars or something and they're expecting the same kind of like engagement rate it's two different industries each industry is going to have different um engagement rates at that as well so yeah i I think like would you say would you say like for you jam as working in social as a social media manager would you say that your day-to-days are similar the same would you feel like what do you feel like like how would you describe your day-to-day i think it varies you know um i think working in the sector i work in so within fashion there's always something new to talk about um weekly we have new requests and new new pushes from the business so that in itself kind of steers us within in different directions um for example this week there's uh, a new trend in mini skirts for example and we've got to think about concepts um making making sure the copy links to the, the copy links to the concept um and then that that kind of dictates your week your week then becomes around that that new trend and then week after might be uh, a new trend it might be analyzing the previous the previous week's stuff and then that's when the reporting comes into it so it's definitely it's it's I think people forget how analytical it is and that's that's also part of it it's all nice getting making sure your content's great but you've also got to see how it performs and what you can take from it and kind of dissect dissect the performance of it but yeah it varies it varies there's loads of different aspects um within the job which kind of keeps you on your toes and it keeps it keeps the days fun mm-hmm. and and it's just that as it depends what depends who you work for and and what the kind of structure is like but being brand side you get to kind of speak to a variety of different people in-house and, and making sure you're all aligned and and there's that 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 community family feel to to your job which is which is definitely important mm-hmm. no i think yeah like everything you just said I, I i couldn't agree with that more i feel like even on my side day-to-day can be very different um especially with the different types of clients i remember at one time i would have like I had like a, a, a automotive client. Then I'll have a beauty client. I had a. I even had like a psychological kind of change management client. Um, and I had a restaurant and like all working on these different types of posts in the same day. Uh, it was very exciting. Um, at the time we had like obviously ton of kind of interns supporting us, but um, no two days was the same simply because each client had like different needs and you're across everything. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it would be interesting for you, like, obviously you're working with one brand. Do you, do you ever feel like a, a day, like, I don't know, like, you, you, like the months might feel repetitive. Like, I know you, you said the days might feel different, but would you feel like, okay, oh, we're at this time of the month again, we still got to do reports, you know, da 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 Like, do you ever feel like there's a repetitive side to the job? Yeah, definitely. And it, I think for me, it, I, I found it easier being in-house and brand side and work for the brand the size that I work for. 
because of the budgets and how much budgets can help you within your role. When I was agency side, I didn't have the tools that kind of made my role a bit more automated. Mm. But yeah, again, like you said, like at the start of the month, you know, it's monthly reporting time. Uh, we now report weekly as well. So every Monday we, we report on a week before. So again, that, that does become a slightly auto, um, repetitive, but just it, because you, because okay, I, I guess because it's brand side and I've been brand side now, I've got tools in place where reporting could take me an hour to sort and that's my, my monthly reporting done. But when I was agency side, reporting could take me <laughs> like four or five days to, to yeah, make sure everything's yeah. accurate and cross cross referencing yeah, yeah. everything on ads managers and organic and 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 that that side does get repetitive and you can kind of you start to dread those moments within within your working week or month but yeah, yeah. Apart, apart from the reporting side for me everything else it might be slightly repetitive but it's, it's the enjoyable parts mm-hmm. so once you get the reporting out of the way you can kind of focus on the enjoyable parts of the role so let's let's give let's give like the audience a little bit of an insight in terms of like obviously we're talking about reporting like what 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 would be included in those reports and why why would you be reporting on those things um okay i just think about the report we've i've just done uh so we'd report on follower growth or follower decline um and that is it's strange how important that is to a bigger brand um because stuff like that will be taken into consideration when it comes to um growth of the brand um, if they're a publicly listed company, that's something that's taken into consideration. Um, so there's pressures in that way in terms of meeting those KPIs. That our KPI, I don't know if I should be saying this, but our KPI on on for Superdry is quite high in terms of social growth. So okay. there's a lot of pressure to kind of kind of get there and finding different ways to 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 get that growth. Um, and then other things we report on would be total engagements for the month, and then comparing on on a month before comparing against competitors um total reach total impressions again everything will be compared against the month before or the week before if you're doing weekly reports um the engagement rate which for us is the total amount of engagements divided by the total reach times by 100 and it gives you a rating of how well your posts have performed and then that again gets compared against the week before month before all competitors um is that then- so so when so oh, so the benchmarks like kind of like against your competitors as opposed to maybe the industry or anything like that like, like, so having, like industry benchmarks maybe that we report on on varied varied things so we have our kpi which is probably the most important which is in consideration which is um compared against the our competitors as well as the industry benchmark mm-hmm. um so yeah our main one is the kpis because that is what what the people higher up within the business kind of kind of take an interest in but then for us internally within the team we then compare against competitors and, and benchmarks just to make sure we're on the right level doing the right things mm-hmm. yeah now you know what like i think i hope that kind of gives people from the outside looking in like a little bit of an indication of kind of how detailed we have to go in when it comes to social media because sometimes people won't even consider that aspect of the job um there are in some agencies some businesses you have a whole basically analytics team to be able to tell you you know what posts you should be focusing on what times of the year like you start to figure out trends on a year-by-year basis 
this time of year this happens or after a certain event maybe we should or maybe we shouldn't post you know things like that like um they could be big like social economic uh uh i guess events that could happen and um there might be times where you should or you shouldn't post it could be like okay when boris johnson's about to do an announcement let's not really do something now and you know but you're it's backed by analytics to ensure whether you should or you shouldn't post around that time or whether you should or shouldn't run a campaign around mm -hmm. that time um we've even seen like the likes of like uh uh footballers and stuff they have social media managers as well um and we've seen the likes of like you know paul pogba and jose Mourinho. they've had issues and paul pogba's like i think it was a day that jose Mourinho got fired and he posted oh, i can't remember it was, like a, it was an ad campaign i think by Ad was it by adidas i think it was um but it was like just the wrong timing <laughs> do you know what i mean and yeah. then but then it, you could argue that it might have worked in his favor because it was the wrong timing but then his page probably blew up and then he got loads more he followers and brand, yeah. but then on, from a, a brand perspective it might not look so great do you know what i mean mm. you so, kind of you kind of got to read the room in in like a social uh term i guess and kind of understand what where things are in in the world and maybe in your sector even mm. if it's every day or every month or every week just so you know not to post sensitive content that might be quite sensitive at that time for example the last year of the black square for black lives matter like what what comp what companies stance people that aren't people you could kind of tell the companies that didn't have a good social media team because they weren't sensitive of that time and, and you would see you see their their sales posts within 10 different black squares from other brands and other people you follow and that kind of shows the insensitivity there so yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, being able to read that room and staying on top of what's trending is another important thing yeah and it also also along with that is also why you might need a diverse team as well because sometimes if a team is not so diverse they might not be able to understand how to read that room uh and you need someone uh who understands that room to be able to suggest what the best way is to do that and that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, 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 someone from an ethnic minority has to be that person but it could just be someone who just understands sorry that's one of Killian's toys that's dead life but it might just need to be someone who um, who just understands and kind of uh, maybe understands like a, a multicultural kind of lifestyle so to speak and kind of go from there in it so no, yeah, you, just have to, you have to do it that way at times. For sure. Um, let, let's let's jump into kind of social media and the the skills that you probably need to have. Um, my first one is I already kind of mentioned it, but it is you do need to have a kind of like data driven mindset. So it's understanding what works, um, and and if it is backed by numbers, then you're, you're along the right side. Like we we work with a beauty salon. And we know that when we go hard towards uh, payday, that, you know, nine times out of 10, she's going to be booked up that week. And we focus on that heavily, uh, but the numbers suggest that. So we, we do a lot of cross-referencing between 
our numbers and her numbers. So sometimes what we post might not um, be be able to be tracked based on like a purchase, but it can be tracked based on her sales over the course of the month in line with how we're posting and maybe phone calls, text messages, DMs for appointments or appointment bookings. And you see a nice correlation that when we when we when we're posting doing more videos and more, I guess, results based marketing on social media, um, it results in more sales. So we'll 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 use that every single time. And I'm I'm sure it's the same with other businesses as well, which is like a very simple rule of thumb. But I feel like sometimes that might be misconstrued, especially when it comes to the outside looking in. They don't understand that we're actually looking at data to be able to make some of these decisions that we make. But you do have to be like data driven. No, definitely. And the more you go into the role, like say if you start off in an entry level role, um, you might start off with all the organic side first. And then as you kind of develop and, and build on your school set, you start entering into the world of ads. And that's where it mainly is data driven numbers, making sure there's correlations and things match up and keep an eye an eye on your cost per results and, and ROAS and, and all everything everything else that comes with it. So yeah. And do you wanna, do you wanna quickly explain ROAS? Because obviously we're talking we're t- we're talking to we might be talking to people who have no idea what ROAS is. Obviously social media managers we completely understand. Um but if you want to like just give a quick definition. So it's yeah it's your return on your actual spend on on your investment. Um, I'm not even going to try to do quick maths or think of an example, <laughs> but if you were to spend £100 on ads and you made £300 on sales, I don't even know if this is the right maths, your ROAS would be around three because it's three times the value. So it's making yeah. sure that your ROAS is kind of more than what you're spending. And, and, and as a rule of thumb, you kind of want it to be around three times as much as, much as you're spending. Not yeah. always possible, depending on the brand. Um, the time of the year, there's so many external factors that can kind of get away of getting it, getting a good ROAS. It might not always be down to the creative or the the strategy, like there's other external factors, but yeah, trying to tick off a list of what you feel like you might need changing and trying again, trying A-B testing, just to kind of improve that. Yeah, ro- yeah ROAS is, it sounds a technical term, but once you dive into that world, it's, it will become secondhand to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're almost like a doctor. So it's like, so it's your return on ad, your return on ad spend is what ROAS means. And you kind of like, if your ROAS isn't at the benchmark that you want it to be, always you're always going to want it to be more than what you're spending. So you always want your ad spend to be, um, your return on ad spend, you always want it to be higher than what it is that you're spending. So you always want to make sure that you're making a return on the money that you're spending. Otherwise, it's it's not it's not working. Um, but you also have to do like a process of elimination to make sure, like when you're trying to like troubleshoot it, like Jamal mentioned, it could be a creative, it could be a button on one of the links is not working, the links is not working, the pixel tracker is not working. There's so many different technical things that could go wrong with it, but things can, might not be working in the background. You have to use process of elimination to try and figure out what might work. And then you got to, when you do find that thing that works, you just have to go hard on that one thing uh, and go in um, about it that way. And again, this is probably another element of social media management that 
isn't really spoken about unless you're really in that industry. So mm-hmm. there are times when I'm talking to like, um, I guess potential clients, um, and they just they just don't understand that all this kind of like that goes into like a post or an ad campaign. They just think, yeah, just you just get the ad out and then just make just make me the money. And there's so many different things and um numbers that go behind it. And that's why we always say, especially at the agency, and I know you've worked agency side as well, but you always kind of want a minimum term of a client. It can't just be like 30 days to see how it works and then go from there. You have to kind of like sit with that account for at least like three to six months. If you can get a year, get a year, but you want a minimum term of at least three months to kind of understand industry do a lot of learning and kind of go from there and then you can make educated uh decisions like following the next three months so after the first three months you should be able to grow that second i guess that second quarter if you look at it in in um like a year over a year period that first quarter is you learning and then the next one that's where you should see the growth because you're making educated decisions based on the previous three months so yeah I guess one set, one sense or one skill that you need to have when it comes to being a social media manager is you have to be data driven uh, in order to make kind of decisions. Um, so yeah, that's thing. Uh, another skill I got here as well, you have to be creative. Um, I think this is probably, this is, I, I think for most people, this is the fun part. Um, some people might just think, oh, creative and they might think, Oh, memes. Yeah, just memes. You got to get on the memes straight away. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, certain things are happening. And you know what? There are definitely some accounts that are just brilliant. Like, what's that? Nando's. They're great at it. Uh, I think Gymshark's pretty good. Mm. Uh, Ikea. I think they're great as well. Like, there's certain memes that they do, and it's just, like, it's brilliant. Like, do you? I don't know if you remember. It was, like, two years ago. I think there was, like... Uh, someone that was in Congress in the, in the US, and he was, or you know, it was ex, was he an ex president? I think, and he was sitting on a chair. Oh then, like, yeah, that him blew up. The chair, yeah. blew up. But then IKEA, they put out an ad of the that of that chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cool. And that the chairs that 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 uh, the guy's name or something. It's just like, but it's still written in like Swedish or whatever. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> and that's the benefit of socials as well to brands because it kind of gives them that personality. Like you've seen yeah, it from yeah. even the likes of like Aldi, Lidl, KFC, Marks and Spencers, like their social accounts pop off because you, their account managers have been able to have the freedom to kind of show some type of personality and it kind of helps connect to the audience they're looking to go after. But yeah. before, marketing was a bit more regimented, a bit more corporate and formal, and it was kind of t- tough to... to to get that person that brand personality out there but yeah, we've seen it we've seen it with ikea like you said and other brands kind of take a different approach to traditional marketing and be a bit more out there with with what they're doing and it's and it's worked for them it's worked mm. yeah it's a it's a key element like you have to be creative in these ways like uh it helps you stay relevant for sure uh, and it helps you um build that community and essentially that's what you want when it comes to social media the fact that you have followers, the fact that you you have people commenting on posts and things like that, it's the, it, you, you're, you're looking for that community. And that community, wherever your aim is to sell to them, you want to engage with them and tell them about your products. And you have to be creative in, it, in, in order to do that. And um, 
I think is really important. Like, and creative is in different ways. So memes is just one way. Uh, it could just be like your content creation can be creative in a different way, whether you start using different videographers, different styles. We, we've been creative in this sense by moving our podcast onto, onto video format now, you know? So um, you have to find different ways to kind of keep the audience engaged. Uh, and yeah, it's really, really, really important to do that. I know at agencies, even brand side, there's always that person who's just got these out there ideas and, and they're able to execute it. And I think that's like, that's a skill in a different way. Like, I like to think I got a lot of ideas, but sometimes I have no idea how I'm going to execute. But there's some people who, all right, we're going to do this. And they see the whole pathway of how they're going to execute. And those people are priceless, man. No, it's, def yeah. it's definitely a special, it's like, it's part of a team. Like, I feel like having a, having a, a wow put together team includes people like that. Yeah. And, and kind of letting them to be, let leave them to be free and in their own thoughts and creating their own concepts and kind of going through it with them. Sometimes you might need someone to maybe rein them in or, or kind of show them a different way to get to to the to their idea but having that creative person that kind of i call it like an ideas machine having that one person is definitely key within within this role yeah you need like you, see, like you said you need to find out to find different ways to stay relevant stay on top be creative with your captions your content uh by your link your bio your then it links to the home page like if you're so connected but yeah being that, having that ideas person in your team so important yeah man yeah so big up big up all the all the social media managers that are creative man they are uh, they have my full respect and and the ones that are creative and most importantly are able to execute i think that's that's the that's one of the best skills that you can have for sure um next on my list i got organized i think you have to be extremely organized uh, as a social media manager um especially if you're go if you're going solo as well if you're just like doing it independently as a consultant or something you might have eight, 10 clients or whatever. You have to be organized as hell. Like you have to make sure you're having regular meetings. You have to make sure that everything is being stayed up on, on top of scheduled posts, planned posts, uh, calendars, knowing what days are, what days. I saw, I saw, um, I got email today. I get emails from like uh, different, I guess, outlets whether it be like later.com or whatever and they tell you like certain days that are coming up and it was like the 24th of january was like international compliment day i was like wow <laughs> like do you know what i mean it's like all these different days but there could be certain days that are actually relevant for your brand and you can be creative around you know some of those days which could actually work for you and help you connect with like your your audience and your community so mm. yeah i think organized is is one would you say you're quite organized as a uh, yeah i've learned to be you know i've learned to be i think coming into the role i didn't expect the role to be such an organization admin role i'm um, maybe not uh, the role i'm in now but maybe agency side big tip for for new starters is when you get that we transfer link download it asap <laughs> if you leave it until you're you're ready to post, that's gone. It's expired, and then you'll chase. <laughs> Download that link ASAP. But yeah, these are just stuff I've learned along the way because <laughs> that's been me a few times. I've not downloaded yeah. the link, and I'm there chasing assets and asking where these assets are, and it's yeah. a few hours before I need to post. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. If even if you're not organized, the role will definitely force you to become organized and start looking at, at how you kind of 
set things out, set out reporting, especially with the agency side in the start of the month is reporting time for everyone. And if you've got five different reports and there's different deadlines that all fall within the same week, you kind of need to prioritize different stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, just keeping the top of, on top of everything. Yeah, man. Stay on top of that, man. Create your to-do lists. I'm a big fan of lists and just banging out to-do lists and um, always choosing free things to do at a time. So like, I'm like, yeah, today I got to do this. Look at my whole list. What's the three most important things and just knock those off. And if I can take off more, I'll take off more. If not, then I won't. But um, yeah, yeah, you have to be organized. You can't, you can't work in social and not be organized. It's going to be awful. It's going to be yeah, it's not, it's not, it's just not going to work, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Organize. And then there's also, sorry, there's also the part of the role where you need to be flexible as well. And as as yeah. much as you can prepare and kind of stay on top of everything, there'll be spanners thrown in the works and you've got to be reactive and, and jump to certain trends or whatever it might be. And kind of, you kind of, kind of push that organization out of the way. You might have your next month scheduled, but there's a new trend, people are doing a new type of meme or whatever it might be. You need to kind of reschedule things and then being flexible at the same time. So yeah, it's definitely like you have to weigh up both both sides and as, as much as you need to be organized, you need to have the the scope to be flexible if anything ever crops up. Yeah, I was just about to, that was my next point as well. You have to be agile. So you have to be able to, there's going to be times where you have to change direction and you have to go full speed in that way just because if you miss this train, it's not going to look good. <laughs> and if you catch this train, you could grow a lot. And, and mm. you want to be, I guess, you want to be at the head of that. And you want to be, you if if you're lucky enough that you do get recognition in your job, you want to, you want full credit for that as well. So um, like in, in COVID, I remember during COVID, I was at the time I was working in advertising. We're trying to sell, um, she's all trying to sell advertising as much as possible but then suddenly toilet challenge come out i got a toilet paper client <laughs> i'm like yo we need to get this mini game going toilet paper challenge and we try and do you know you gotta think on your feet like that sometimes there's certain challenges that always happen and if you can if you can get something created first or be one of the first ones like we've spoken about this before like with um drake drake's album the meme came out now everybody's time to everyone to react and you want to kind of react within the first 24 to 48 hours if it's past that it's kind of it's kind of you miss, you, you just look like you're following you're not really leading um so you have to make sure yeah you're nimble you're agile and that you can you can change directions at any moment because you're going to have to at times and that's when you you decide okay yeah this organization ain't going to work so I'm gonna have to go this way, go rogue a little bit, but and then you and then you'll build on top of that, be more organized again, and then you have to go rogue again. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a balance uh, in that as well. And even with that, just to touch on that as well, like these these opportunities might crop up, but the the business you're working for, the client you work for, might not back it. So you've then got to try and sell it into them in a way where they see the benefit of whatever the trends you're trying to trying to go after is. Because that's that's also the difficult part of the job is. You can see how where the growth can come from, but the client you're working for, the brand you're working for, might not have the same. You might not agree on that right direction, so it's kind of even meeting in the middle or trying to convince them that this is the right way because reels are discoverable and you'll get more reach, or 
a social friendly um, caption is the right way to go because it will build more engagement. Even though the the other guy or the other person might be like, oh, I don't want it to be like that because it's a, a bad look to the brand or whatever that might be. It's being able to sell that into them and, and letting them understand that we're doing this for a reason and there's been there's there's data that supports this. And I think again, that's another thing with reporting and making sure your data is there because it will help you win conversations and win battles. And you'll you'll need it you'll need it in terms of of when it comes down to KPIs because ultimately if you're not hitting those KPIs it, it comes on your head. So if, you, if you're able to push that push that forward in a different way that you feel is the right way, definitely find a way to do that. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now you put that down. I like the way you, I like the way you worded that one. Still, uh, what else I got on my list? Last one. You have to be community orientated. I think. I feel like sometimes this is missed. You know, it's funny because my business partner always always cusses me out because every time we have a client meeting, I'm always selling. Uh, the aim here is to build a community. Like that is the that is the main aim, and um, I live by those words when it comes to social, especially when I'm trying to bring in a new client. Like their first thing is like, ah, oh, I got a hundred and all right, let's say I got ten thousand followers, right? Ah, oh, I've only get five likes. You're not engaged with your community. <laughs> like your, your community don't care. They'll blame everything. Like, ah, oh, the algorithm, the this, the that. You know, I'm saying that. Yeah. I think we need to, we had a few episodes ago that we were talking about what we need to ban this year. I think that's got I'm blaming an algorithm for everything. We've been a role. I feel like that's such an easy cop out. It is. It is such an easy cop out. Some people don't, and some people don't even understand that. You know what? It might just be your content. Content's not good mm. enough. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. There's there's so many different things, uh, and and the algorithm plays a part, but it, you can't blame it for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, the more as a social media manager, as long as you always have your audience in mind, you should be alright. And I think that's the main thing. And you have to understand that sometimes what you like isn't what your audience likes as well. So you have to make sure that um, you're giving your audience your audience is like your customers. You have to give them what they want, and if you're not doing that you're going to quickly lose that audience. They're not going to care. They're not going to open your emails. They don't care. They'll just quickly unfollow you. Do you know what I mean? So you do have to make sure that you're you're, you're DMing. I always put this on our clients as well, because obviously we have different services. We do manage DMs. It's an extra charge. But if you want to manage DMs yourself, you can do that. But you have to make sure you're staying on top of it. You can't be having DMs that are serious questions and you're not opening, you open them like after two weeks, after a month. Mm. You know, you see the request, it's like six weeks ago. Pointless. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You need to That's engage cool, yeah. with your brand. You need to in- sorry, engage with your audience. It's really, really important. Uh, and it's only going to help you. You're going to help you grow. Do you know what I mean? People ask questions. People want to feel connected. It's personal. It's social media. You know what I mean? So you have to make sure that you're you're, you're staying on top of those things for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. For any brand, I'd, I'd put that as their, their number one thing to do first is engage that audience you'll either have or looking to go after. Because without, if you can't engage them, you can't sell to them. And I think people kind of don't think of the community thing, community part first. They just think, right, I've got this audience. Let's sell, sell, sell and force product in front of them. But they need to, within that strategy, they need to find a way to keep that audience engaged and that, that means that like there's a reason for that. That means that that audience are engaged with you. We'll start seeing 
more of your content. So you can't, you can no longer blame the algorithm because they'll they'll be seeing your con- content and your your organic reach will will improve, will improve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we got some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> no, we done well, man. Forty minutes in, and we got our first one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I saying? No, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. Like what you were saying there is basically like with a brand, there's like different touch points that they need to have with their with their customers. So um, you can't just like straight away force them down the end of the funnel and it's like product, 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 product. Sometimes you're going to have to ease them in. Sometimes it's like, you know, we'll show them this video. Right, anyone who's actually seen this video, we'll show them this next piece of content. And, you know, there's different strategies that you can go around doing this as opposed to just thinking sell. Like you actually have to find a way to be able to like, okay, I'm going to groom my audience um and then you start to realize that you know there's different touch points let's say you have 10 touch points um some people might buy after your first touch point oh they see the product they see someone wearing it ah, i'm gonna go purchase but some other people might uh need the 10th touch point which could be um they've seen the video they've seen a banner They've seen a, uh, they've seen it on another, like they've been retargeted, like on YouTube or something. Then uh, they've gone to the website. They've added something to the basket. They've left it in the basket for a week. Then, you know, they've seen another ad. Yeah, email, like there's all these different touch points and then they purchase. And you've got to understand that there's, there are all those different types of customers and they're all just as valuable. It's just that what influences their decision is, all their, their, their decision is influenced at different points, but they all are just as valuable, uh, to, even though they're at different entry points. And you can't just take the same, I guess, strategy for like each customer. You have to understand that, okay, certain customers are going to come at certain different, at, at certain points. And I think that's really, uh, really important to understand. And I, uh, from some of the conversations I've had, especially on a, like a, a more local level, that's not understood. You know, sometimes it just, I'm I'm talking and they just not getting it. They just was like, so can I get 100K followers? Mm. <laughs> like, you yeah, you'll mean? pitch. Honestly, you'll do, you'll do these pitches and you'll, you'll have these hour calls and hour sessions explaining the role, explain, explaining everything. And then they hit you with that, that question. So like, okay, cool. So when am I, when am I expecting that 100K? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> do you not just hear what I just, like, there's a strategy to get there? Well, yeah, trust me. That's the fun of the role, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, what would you say is the the key to success? Like the key to being successful as a social media manager. I know we've spoken about the responsibilities, the roles, and the skills that you need to have. But if there was like one or two things that you would say, right? If you do this, you'll be good. Like, like if you know your platform, you know Instagram you'll be good. Like if you know TikTok, you'll be, you'll be good. If you mm, what would you say? Yeah, def- definitely. That's yeah. No, the, the number one for me is knowing the platform you're work- knowing the platform or platforms you're working on. And within that, it's understanding trends, understanding what works, what doesn't work, understanding how paid can support organic, understanding the, like, like I said, the paid side. Um, and and then, like you said, managing communities and the importance of that. So, yeah, knowing the platform and everything that comes within that is definitely a major thing. Um, 
And then what else could make it successful? And then add an analytical side. You need to, I guess that comes again within knowing the platform, but again, knowing the numbers, um, keeping on top of all of that. And then I guess like the softer side of it is like being able to stay agile and and organize at the same time as we spoke on. Like having having a balance of the two will kind of keep you level headed and on on a on a pathway like without without too much disruption and things change because that can that can happen often like we spoke we spoke before again to f the last point what is i think it's being able to to work well as a team and 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 communicate with with the people you're working with so you might be a social media manager but you not you might not be in charge of creative that might be something you have to brief in so being able to effectively communicate that to a videographer, a photographer, a graphic designer, or whoever that might be that's that's in charge of, of creating that content. Um, you need to be able to do that well and making sure that's an efficient process so that it's not taking too much of either your your time or, or their time and mm. kind of being just being able to to sell that into other people, whether it's whether it's a content creator, a a manager, if you're reporting into a manager, just just that that side of the business isn't of the business of the of the role isn't considered for many people they kind of see it as it can because it can be quite a lonely job if you're in charge of everything and and you're the, the you're the, the main person for ads doing the content copywriting and everything you don't have that communication but if you are within a team being able to kind of explain your thought process effectively can save so much time it means your creators will be better it means your copy will be better which will hopefully grow that account Mm. Uh, you've you touched on so many different things i think one thing that i might add is you, you did kind of slightly touch on it was the copywriting side of things i feel like especially when it comes to like think especially comes to like instagram facebook linkedin i think have the, the ability to be able to write conversationally but also professionally i think that's like such a skill <laughs> like mm. um so many people have got it right that so many brands have got it right but then there's so many you just haven't got it right in it uh in terms of brands and i just feel like that is also another element that i feel like if you want to be a social uh, if you want to be a successful social media manager if you can hone in on that skill as well i feel like you, you just become so much more relatable and it will be the source of like helping build a community and different things like that like it'll be um how you advertise the writing in that as well um i feel like it, it it can be the source of so many different things so outside of just the analytics but in terms of the creative side of things i feel like it could be the source of so many things so yeah add copy what do you want to copywriting that stuff <laughs> i was going to call it that mm. um if you're able to do that i think yeah brilliant I think that's the main thing um yeah go on i was gonna say yes yeah, it's important because you need to kind of be able to make sure your tone of voice is right and speak in a way that that your audience will understand and listen to because sometimes like you said what you think is right in your head isn't what your audience actually wants to hear or it might not be put in a way your audience can understand so making sure you're kind of on par and you're listening to your your you, you've done your your audience research research and you understand what triggers them what 
keeps them happy, what motivates them and, and stuff like that to, to fully double down on, on your copywriting so it resonates with the audience. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. I hit the nail on the head. I think we've covered almost, I don't want to say everything because I know there's so much more you can talk about when it comes to social media management, but I guess I just hope the audience that um, don't have a clue about social media or social media management or social media managers, they got like a better understanding in terms of like what happens on a day to day, what it's like working for an agency as well as like brand side as well. So um, yeah, I think we've covered a lot today and um, yeah, I think hopefully today you can walk away knowing, yeah, you know what, like social media isn't what I thought it would be or what I thought it is. So um, yeah, man, big up jam for that. I do have, you know, the usual, the hot seat question. Mm. Hot seat question today is, <laughs> this one's for you, yeah. Uh, would you rather never use social media again or never watch TV shows or movies again? I'm going to include documentaries in that as well. So you're just basically not watching TV again. I'm going to say this as if my role wasn't in social. Okay, cool. But I think I, I I can scrap social media. Yeah. Oh, because again, again, because documentaries are important. I think TV shows are important for me. Um, I feel like I just get more out of it than I do on social. But then, you don't have that live, I guess, feed of updates, and just staying on top of things and staying on trend. That's a, that's a difficult <laughs> question, you know. <laughs> it's a difficult question because I feel like I also I get a lot of a lot of information off social media that is valid and keeps me entertained. And especially if you don't have the time to watch TV and oh that's, that's difficult. <laughs> Actually, I might have to swap it around. <laughs> I might have to say I might have to say I stay on social because I feel like that can give me what I need throughout the day. Yeah. Like the moment I the, the time at the moment I have in my life for watching TV and movies or whatever it might be is in the evening and it might be an hour of my day whereas i'm on social media for the rest of that time so i think yeah i'm going back on my answer i think i <laughs> i never watch tv shows or movies again and i and i keep social that's good man. but there in the end but yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I, I you know what i do you know what i would uh i would say the same thing uh social media for sure because i think for me because with social media I, I can control what i want to see as well so i'm like i'm only gonna again just follow the people that I want to see and engage with the people that I want to engage with. Right. Mm. So just as much as I might want to watch a documentary, I'm like, okay, I'll just follow Joe Rogan and get some information from there as opposed to like, you know, that I'll go follow Arsenal's football team. Like I'll follow Arsenal's social mm. <laughs> as opposed to watching their games live or something like that. Or so, um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I could, I could do. And, and you know what it is as well? That, engagement you can get with social media you can't replicate that with movies or tv no, no. it's it's just not replicable like so i'll, I'll probably just be watching people's lives and commenting <laughs> like no definitely <laughs> that'll be me <laughs> social offers so much now like you get you can get your news through social you've got even with football like you've got highlights everywhere like you don't need the the tv before you have to wait up till not half nine ten o'clock every saturday for much of the yeah. day 
Yeah. Whereas yeah. now I could get to go on my phone and go on Arsenal's page and the latest highlights are there. Highlights yeah. from training, insights in training. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even need to watch other people's teams. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> I can literally just watch my team. That's it. I don't care what happens with anybody mm. else. And you've got That's enough content there to satisfy you. Like, there's, there's so much back there. Social offers now. Canon's yeah. Puts puts these major companies in the, on the back burner. I've actually seen the likes of Sky and BT take a different approach over the last few years in terms of offering more free content on social because that's where the landscape is at the moment. Yeah, and and not many people really care about, um, I guess, the live aspect. Sometimes, like it's like you almost want it to be live for free, and then you, you want the, you want the engagement, like. They're even doing like social, like watching together, like watching along with other people, and you can just comment on the feeds, like it, like you can watch live matches on like YouTube and stuff, on Twitch and stuff, like all these different type of things, and it just shows the world's going in a different place because of social media. And again, uh, whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but we're just seeing the influence of social media as it is today, and mm. um, I, 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 there's the aspects I like and the aspects I don't like, but. Yeah, it's good to see that effect. For so, sure. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna wrap that episode up there. Um, yeah, man, thank you for thank you for tuning in. Uh thank you for taking part in this. Uh new new setup, new yeah, new setup, new audio, new mics, new looks. You get to see us in person. Well, in person, but you get to see us in the flesh kind of mm. uh digitally. Uh who knows, you might load this up as an NFT first ever social like social living podcast done by video you can get the exclusive on patreon and all that stuff all of that um, yeah, all, all of that all of that but don't forget to like subscribe uh i'm julian green my co-host jam lawrence peace out man cool man until next time until next time <laughs>